Welcome to another episode of the LeapCast. Takes by Leap for Leap. Yo, it's 2021. Um, mm. I've got my good friend JP here. Yeah, Happy New We're Year. Gonna, happy New Year, dog. We're going to break down basically the things that have transpired since the New Year. I believe the last time I did a show was right after Biden had been confirmed as the victor. Uh, you know, and at that point in time, the big question was, you know, whether Biden was going to be able to have control of both the House and the Senate with these two seats in Georgia hanging in the limbo, right? So that was the thing that was going to do the runoff for these two Georgia seats. And just to tee this up, you know, JP, what I find to be interesting, someone was to come in and say, you know, hey, 10 years ago, that not only were you going to get one Democratic senator, but you were going to get two, and one was going to be black, and one was going to be Jewish. How realistic do you do? You, would you have found that prediction out of the state of Georgia? I'm not even sure how realistic it is in 2021. <laughs> but, but, but I think it's a testament to the work of folks like Latasha Brown, Stacey Abrams, the people who did the work on the ground, and I think it reflects for us an important reality, which is. Georgia ain't the only Southern state that's like that, meaning it's not the only Southern state that's had systemic repression of black votes historically that 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 kind of organizing can be a certain kind of remedy for. Now, they still are fighting with suppression and 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 uh, all kinds of like Republican shenanigans around voting in the state of Georgia. But the organizing, you take it to the people, you win. You could do that model works in South Carolina. Uh, that model works in North Carolina. Um, it's possible that model could have an impact on states like Mississippi and Alabama as well. Um, but but it's an, it's an extraordinary thing. But that wasn't what I was most concerned about. Bruh. I mean, I didn't think that the Democrats would be able to win both of those seats, maybe split it. But to win both, I didn't think that was going to happen. I think what was the bigger question, I think, for me and for some other pundits was, was there going to be a peaceful transition of power? And the answer, okay. the answer to that question is no, there has not been a peaceful transition of power. No. Well, l- let's put a pin on that piece because I think that's a w- that's where we're going to end up. But I want to just focus on because I think, feel like we've we've kind of to me there was a you know there's here here's just in terms of where we left off at the last podcast in 2020. Trump had you know everyone had explained to Trump that he had lost, right? He lost. Then we had 60 lawsuits, all of them, I believe, no, 61 lawsuits, 60 he lost, and the one that he did win was more procedural than anything else. Mm-hmm. So there's this kind of mad scramble to retain power. And then there's Georgia. And the thing, some of, some, a lot of things that came to mind, you know, and I did not have high hopes, even with the fact that Biden had won the state. Mm-hmm that they were going to be able to pull out these two victories. Two seemed, doing a sweep in Georgia seemed to like a lot. Yeah. But the thing that, to me, in in some respects, what happened in Georgia is somewhat reminiscent to what happened in Alabama with Roy Moore, meaning this kind of Republican on Republican crime. Mm. And that did just enough to chip away at the vote. Mm, so let's just, mm, because, mm. because here's, 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 I think it's important because I think this leads into, you know, the insurrection, which is Donald Trump had been, 
you know, creating a pathway or a rationale behind, you know, him losing the, you know, the election for several years, right? It's rigged. Even, even if, you, if, if you go back to when he came into office, one of the first things he did was having this voting commission to investigate all of this fraud, right? Because mm-hmm. he couldn't even believe that he lost the popular vote. So that was the thing. With, so it's constantly been this thing on his mind, uh, you know, this, hey, somehow I have been cheated in an electoral process. Mm-hmm. So, so now we get to a point where you have this inflection point and I think part of the inflection point, one of the things that's most interesting to me, which is, you know, again, there was multiple states that he contested, mm-hmm. right? It was Philadelphia, it was Michigan, it was Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like, you know, Arizona, you know, and in Georgia. But the state, and maybe it was the runoff, but I don't think that was it. I think something about him got really into his skin, the fact that he lost Georgia. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I think part of that and a large part of that is that he lost Georgia, at least in his mind, to a bunch of black folks. That's right. And so when you hear his concept about voting rights, what he really wants to say is these black folks votes should not be counted. That's right. Right. The good. And and there's a reason why strategically in all the states in question, the African-American centers in terms of population centers, in terms of voting centers were done last. That's right. Because, and and this is the, this is, this is the thing about Trump, which I've always found him to be, you know, this kind of fake gangster. Yes. A wannabe for sure. A wannabe. Because if a real gangster was like, first of all, I would have just shut down the post office. I said, Hey, fuck it. This is spending because of COVID. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. You know, number one. But he fucked around with it until they called him on it. They let the they let the mail go back in. And then the second piece of this is if he really felt that strongly, because he again, this was none of this was none of this was a surprise, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because of the states, the way they structured the voting count, he knew that the black vote was going to come in later. He could have just said, "Votes over at midnight. Votes over at midnight. Martial law. Tell me what you're going to do." Mm, mm, mm. See, but this is the problem with Trump, which is he vacillates from strong man to punk very, very quickly. Yeah, he's much more of a punk. He has aspirations to be in a strong man, but doesn't have the. <laughs> but listen, but the, 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 the thing about his antics is not about whether or not he's authentic in them. It's that the way that fascism works is there's always some buffoon or some goofball. You know what I mean? Who who you know tests the waters, and either they reinvent themselves, or someone younger and smarter and more compelling comes along and taps into the same thing. Like if that's the, it erodes at the constitution of of, of democracy uh, or of, of a republic. That's that's the problem. So he's ineffective. He's cat. Whatever he is, he's the buffoon of the, of the first pass. The next one, we might not be so lucky to get someone so incompetent. Well, that that's a great point, but let's let's just you know again, just in terms of now he loses Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Now he knows that January sixth is when the election is going to be certified. Okay, he had been tweeting about this in December. Yep. But one of the leaders of the Proud Boys basically is quoted in saying on Twitter, you know, it's going to be a a, a, a twist. There's going to be a twist mm-hmm. on the sixth. Mm-hmm. 
So then he brings, you know, these 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 folk out. And one of the things that's interesting to me is that you have people traveling for this, right? Yeah, yeah, they're coming from all people over. are coming out of state, yeah, private planes. And, and when you and when a lot of these people are asked about, you know, why are you here? Whatever is like, they can't steal the vote. And what reality, what they're saying is, I must get what I want. Right. You know, there's no way I cannot get what I want. And what I want is this, you know, Donald Trump type of deal, mm-hmm. Messiah type of thing that he's got over these folk. So now this, 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 you know, he's, and I, I'm watching this in real time. And he says something on the lines of, you know, you got to fight, you know, you have to show strength. You can't show weakness. And reality what's happened just to go back here, JP, which is Donald Trump knows that the certification is going on the scene. Right. He has put tremendous pressure on Mike Pence to do his right. And what he's basically saying to Mike Pence is be the gangster that I could not be. Because again, if it was Mike, you know, Donald Trump could have said election ends at midnight. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Instead, he wants. He could have tried that. I don't, say, I, don't, hey, you know, I, don't, I don't think that would have been logistically possible. He could have tried that, but I don't. Think, I don't. I just don't think that would have been logistically possible. But go ahead, bro. No, 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 but I guess my point to you is when it's when you say it's not logistically possible, we're not talking about fifty states. We're talking about literally about three: mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and uh, it would have been Georgia Michigan. and Arizona and Michigan. No, no, no. You don't need. So this is the problem, which is, uh, which is the. This is the goes back to my point about the focus on Georgia is one about race and anything else, mm-hmm. because strategically Georgia gets you nothing. Right. You, you can win Georgia. We can overturn Georgia right now, and you still lose. lose. Yeah. You still lose. Mathematically, it makes no sense. So my point is, if he wanted to, he could have said, "Vote ends at twelve. That's it." Mm-hmm. Declared martial law in those three states. You know, he came in and did his own vote count, and, been, and people could have done whatever they wanted. Crazy, to. But yeah, go ahead. Look, everything that we've seen play out is, is is crazy. So it's just like now we're just talking about degrees, right? But what he tried to do is basically say Mike Pence, Mike Pence's role in terms of the certification process is administrative only, right? He's just naming basically what has been given to him. But he wants Mike Pence to say, I refuse to accept this shit. This shit is fraudulent. Trump is one. And quite frankly, he could have done that. It would have been overturned very quickly in the Supreme Court, but he could have done that. And Trump's whole point is, fuck it. Just do it. What they go, what did it? Trump has been like, again, when people describe him as a bully, I think it's because he continues to push at democracy. And this point is, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, you 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 what you you impeached me and you couldn't even get that shit. Right. Right? So fuck it. Right? I feel emboldened at this point. So so my point is, even at the speech, he's talking about and he did said it in Georgia. He said it again, you know, in the you know, this the speech right before this uh, electoral college vote. Mm-hmm. Mike Pence. Mike Pence is, you know, he can either fight for us if he's not gonna right. fight for us, right. fuck Mike Pence. Right. And Really, in my mind, so let's just go back and point out a couple of key things here. Roger Stone was pardoned by, by, by Donald Trump. Roger Stone was convicted for lying 
and, you know, basically trying to sabotage the Russian investigation. Roger Stone is also a proud boy. Donald Trump is is been on record. You, it's uh, during the debates. He literally said, "Proud boys, stand back and be ready." Yeah. Okay. So everything here is being telegraphed. Like there's no. I, that's why I find it. You know, we can talk about this a little bit. The angst of the shock. I'm shocked. Like what are you? Like they told you this was going to happen, and you know. Your boy Ted Cruz, yeah, you know, inciting the riot, exact same deal. Well, 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 Ted Cruz's positioning on this is very interesting because Donald Trump, you know, in in public, called Ted Cruz's wife ugly. Yeah, said that Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz's father, was involved in the assassination of JFK. Now imagine if somebody said that about your dad, right? Right. Uh, imagine if somebody said that about your wife. And now I'm coming back to you be like, yo, B, this is what I need you to do. But what Ted Cruz has shown you and Josh Holly has shown you is that there is nothing stronger than, you know, political aspiration. Yep, political ambition dri- drives a lot of the madness. Dog, 70 million votes drives a lot of yeah. the madness. Yeah. 70 million, because that's what this is all about. 70 million votes. If Donald Trump had lost, you know, overwhelmingly in the Electoral College, they'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Because there's no pressure from the base of the GOP for them to do anything. But let's go back to the story. Mm, mm, mm. So now, now Donald Trump tells these motherfuckers, you, you march up to the Capitol, and I'm going to march with you. <laughs> Donald Trump approved. <laughs> I know. He said, he's, he said, I'm coming too. He said, I'm coming with y'all. That's all. And they believed him. I'm coming with you. And they believed him, bro. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Donald Trump goes home. He's watching this shit on the big screen. And in my mind, what he really set in motion is a hit on Mike Pence. Mm. The only reason Mike Pence is alive right now is because there are protocols to move him to a bunker within the Capitol. Mm, mm, mm. And th- so as much as so, we, we, there's going to be, we're going to talk about the terminology here and, uh, you know, terrorists or protesters or whatever. But the reality is, if they had found a Nancy Pelosi, if they had found, quite frankly, any sitting congressman, because you have to presuppose that these people are smart enough to be able to distinguish between Republican and Democrat in the middle of a riot. But if they had found any sitting congressman, they would have murdered yeah. them. Now, the last piece, of, I want to pause on this because, bro, I want to get your, your, your thoughts and your feedback here, but I just want to set this up. The other piece of this we need to think about in context, which is they already gave you a playbook in Michigan where the thought process was we'll rush the Capitol, we'll rush the governor's mansion, we'll kidnap the governor, and we'll put her on trial. Mm. There are images coming out right now where there are masked individuals with body armor with zip ties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 
there well there's again if you let in a thousand people maybe you know one third of them is just there to run around and break shit but there is a strong percentage of these people who had not only murderous uh, you know intent in their heart but it was premeditated they set up a gals and they set up a fucking noose outside of the capital yeah. you don't you don't just show up with that type of shit Right, this is all premeditated, pre-planned. But let me stop there, bro. Just in terms of just because again, there's there's the reaction to it. I want to talk about later, but I just want to get your thoughts just in terms of the setup from Georgia. Let alone, we didn't even talk about the phone call, which is clearly again very similar to the Ukraine. Another impeachable offense. Another impeachable offense, but just leading up and then actually seeing the fucking insurrection play out on television, dog. Give me your thoughts. Well, this, was, this wasn't this was a peaceful transfer of power prior to the insurrection uh, or, the, or the riot or the, the, the fascist uh, uprising, whatever you want to call it, um, because he wasn't opening up the books. He wasn't making the transition fluid uh, as the United States... Uh, conventions dictate in the, in the in the transition of power. So he was he already wasn't that. All the shenanigans around Georgia and the the the, the, the Tony Soprano call uh, to the Secretary of State of Georgia, all that stuff is just again, it's ridiculous. Again, not a peaceful transfer of power. No, not making a concession. Not a peaceful transfer of power. Having people run around with these lawsuits, Rudy Giuliani running around telling all these lies. That is not a peaceful transfer of power. So. So the violence and all that stuff that erupted um, was really the culmination of, of, of what Trumpism as an ideology really thinks about uh, transition to power. This is a guy who wants to be a dictator and has no, makes no bones about that. He wants to be a king. He wants to be a monarch. He wants to be here. But he's just so stupid and ignorant. By the way, that's why so many people identify with him too, um, that he, does, he can't muster the competence to execute at a level um, that 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 can overturn the government, but he has certainly weakened American democracy, not only in the eyes of the world, just the democracy itself. Listen, people talking about a civil war, bro. The civil war is actually already happening. It's not necessarily like the super violent, like seven hundred thousand people going to die civil war. But when you look at like the the mask debate and the anti maskers, when you look at Charlottesville. When you look at Black Lives Matter, when you look at this insurrection, look at the two different Americas. Look at the, the two different groups of people. The people on our side are fighting against fascism to stay alive, against racism, for, for uh, uh, pay inequities, all these important things for society. Their side is fighting for like tax breaks, white supremacy, you know what I mean? Dominance and hegemony. They're the opposite of what we're doing. Doc, let me, but let me, let me, let me, let me follow up a, a comment that you made because I've heard, I've heard this, and while I don't take issue with it, I wonder about its actual ramifications, which is the assault on democracy. Because I would argue, what happened in Georgia is the strongest sign yet that we actually have a democracy. You mean the right? runoff? The, the first, yeah. the runoff, the runoff, the runoff win. Yeah. The fact that they 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 ran the vote three different times, the presidential one, to try to see if there was an error. If anything, uh, Biden got more votes. 
And I think sometimes Republicans need to be careful for what they wish mm-hmm. for. Because if you want to talk about voter security, voter integrity, let's do it. I'm all mm-hmm. for it. If it's done in, a, in, in an equitable fashion, right? If it's done consistent with law and American principles mm-hmm. of equity, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Because one of the things, you know, again, it's a whole different aside. What has been, you know, there's two, there's two different pillars of the Republican Party that have, you know, helped them stay in power. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, I can't remember the last time a Republican president won the popular vote. It sure, it sure I was. I believe it might have been. It was. I believe it was. It was um, the time that uh, Mondale lost. Who did Mondale lose to? Mondale lost to George the Bush. Bush. Mm-hmm. The first Bush. That was the last mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. that they actually won the popular vote. So you're winning the vote by two ways. One, you're making it harder, gain harder for access to the vote, because bro, if you can file your taxes online, mm-hmm. right? If you can do your billing online, right, and you're submitting your social security you number, be able to vote online. The, you gotta be. You you have yeah. to. You yeah. have to. But I think what is so there's so what is really troubled or been problematic about the Republican Party, and you see this. This is why I'm so enthused about Georgia because two things were true in Georgia. One was true that clearly you got significant African American yep. turnout, but you also got millennial yep. turnout. Right. And for the longest time, American youth really have not participated in the voting process. Last time it really came out, it came out for Obama. Right. So but 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 let's go back. I guess the point that I would say is when people say, you know, Trump's, you know, this 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 this, you know, insurrection, laying siege and pillaging the Capitol. I don't think this hurts democracy Mm -hmm. per se. Even it's all, all this stuff about, well, you know, the, the vote was stolen because only half of the country believes the vote was stolen. Well, well I would it's say only that me, a little bit less than half of the voting okay. uh, uh, population of the country. Yes. And the majority of those individuals are Republicans. Yes. And I would say if you feel disenfranchised, hey, Welcome to the welcome yeah, to my yeah. world. But moreover than that, if you truly feel that your vote was stolen, then don't vote again. Mm. I'm all about voter suppression. Mm. I'm saying if you feel that you was a hoax and the vote was stolen, don't right. vote anymore. Check out of the process. Yeah, why would you participate in a process? And see, the problem with this is for the Republican Party when you start off with this line of thinking that everything was stolen, here's what you need to understand. What really brought Donald Trump to prominence mm-hmm. is because he was able to do the one thing that they haven't been able to do since George Bush and George Bush II did not really do it that well, which was get out the vote of poor right. white folk. Right? There's two, you know, there, there's these two pillars that we just want to be overly simplistic about, about the Republican Party. There's one of the wealthy who doesn't want to pay taxes. And then you've got to get this other part, which is, you know, this, uh, you know, conservative, you know, Christians, you know, don't get an abortion type mm-hmm. of shit. You know, you got to get those. Which is all and then you've also got to BS, but yeah, but, but you got to get that right. And then you got to get these poor white folk to vote against their best interest. So you got to have this populism. 
this fake populism. And that's what he was able to do. The problem is for that other fringe that we're talking about, not the rich folk, these other folk, you can't really depict, like, if you look at the numbers, Trump was able, even this election, was able to increase Republican turnout better, larger than any other yeah. candidate in the history of Republican yeah. politics. Yeah. Right? No. So the question is, who the fuck else is going to do that? You know, does Josh Hawley going to do that? Is Ted Cruz going to do that? Josh. Trump voters. Hold on, bro. Josh, mm-hmm. How, Josh Hawley is, is the kind of beast I'm talking about, which is younger, a little bit smarter, um, but still committed to fascism, way more competent as a politician than Trump will ever be, and committed to fascism. Now, hopefully they'll stop him in his tracks. He should be expelled from Congress. He really should be. Um, but we should be paying attention to that. Let me, let me, here's the thing about Josh Hawley, and I don't, I don't dispute, see, so this goes back to the split in the Republican Party. Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz made a, made a deliberate decision in advance of January 6th. Mm-hmm. And their positioning was this. And quite frankly, Ted Cruz has done this before. He done, did it with death civil. I'm going to side with the extremists. Mm-hmm. Because the extremist vote is the vote that actually matters in the Republican Party. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, because they rich the yeah, rich. They push the party always. Doug, think about it this way. The rich white vote of the Republican Party is in some ways very synonymous with where the black vote was before Obama, meaning we're just take we're just assume that we're going to vote Democratic because we're black. Right. The same way that these rich motherfuckers who don't want to pay taxes are stuck in this boat with these crazy right. motherfuckers. But the thought process is if I'm a rich dude, like, all right, if I'm the Gary Cones of the world, I'm like, yo, I'll hold my nose and deal with the bullshit, right? As long as it's going to get me something. Right. So the problem with Josh Hawley is. I just don't think that... See, the one thing is, we, we got to give credit where credit is due. Donald Trump has spent a significant portion of his life with either you being on the tabloids or being on television is acting as this pompous rich dude. We don't know what he is in right. private, but he has worked very hard on perfecting that swagger. Now, whether you like it you might think it's stupid, but it doesn't matter, right? 70 million motherfuckers love that motherfucker's swagger. Mm, mm, mm. You got to acknowledge that. And the problem is, once Trump goes away and his swagger goes away, there's nobody else out there that resonates with these motherfuckers. That's right. right? So they just go back to not voting. Like, fuck it, I just won't vote. Do you think that those crazy motherfuckers were voting in mass for fucking John McCain? No. They really weren't. That's right. He, he as as a candidate, he just didn't turn them on in the same way, bro. You're right. He did not. He didn't do a no. goddamn thing. Right. So 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 this is just again the backdrop to understand what's leading up to this. So Donald Trump's thought is like, look it. All right, now we've gotten to the point where I've lost Georgia, whatever my gambit is in Georgia. But I'm going to have these dudes contest these seats. I'm going to have fucking pimps throw the shit out. 
But Pence, for whatever the reason, decides this is the stand that I can take no more. Like, I just find it funny because it's like, is it, the, the, the whole Pence narrative, we'll get into it in a minute, is just so amazing. And again, I guess some white people have to believe this shit. But it's like, I have to stand on principle. I'm like, principle? You stood there when this motherfucker said they're KKK and Nazis. Right. Right? We're good people. He said that. And, you know, and it's, and it's like, you know, again, take, let's not focus on the racial component right. because that's, that's low-hanging fruit. Let's just focus on just like what a basic God-loving white man is for and opposed. The basic God-loving Christian white man does not fuck around with Nazis. You know why? Because that God-loving white man Either his grandfather or his great-grandfather served in a war killing Nazis 30 to 40 to 50 years ago. Mm, mm, mm. And that's that. So, so there's, a, there's, look, there's a reason why mainstream America doesn't really fuck with Nazis. That's right. It's because we had to that's kill right. them. That's <laughs> you know right. Like, you know, so let's be real. They listen now. They remember World War II was about the battle for what the future. If you look at what America did economically after World War II, we could see what they were fighting for. Yes, yes, we can see what we were fighting for. And if you just, I mean, fuck the economics of it. Once the war was over, this is interesting. You just apply this now, you know, going into Auschwitz and seeing what these motherfuckers are doing. Like, this is the thing that's so amazing to me. When people want to talk about, I mean, it, it, I, look, skinheads and all these different groups are deplorable, but I find, you know, mainstreams America is not more of a vulgar, just disgust of Nazism, is because these motherfuckers literally mass murdered right. like just That's people. Right. It's, it's, That's right. It's it's a, it's it's fucking sickening. And the so so just in, if you pass this fast forward now. You literally see people in Auschwitz fucking uh, sweatsuits. Please. Yeah, bro. Camp Auschwitz. In the show. Yeah, I mean. Camp Auschwitz. Look at where we are with it. I mean, the, you know, look at where we are with it, bro. Like, that's where we are, man. You know, that's where we are. And like what I'm saying, the civil wars are kind of already happening because you know, we don't fuck with people like that, yo. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of people. It's, it's, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of us, too. Like, we don't, we don't hang around. We don't truck with Nazis, yo. Yeah. Dog, not only that, I don't know any or I don't know anyone that are overtly uh, Nazis. I probably I know someone that would let us but, know that we they wouldn't let us know. Nah, you you would you you would not I, so so I, I want to go back to this and just in terms of just the, the play by play of what's going on. So they, they stormed the Capitol. And what is interesting to me, which makes me believe that this was a hit. So I saw this. They had they had his brother on the MSNBC. Keep in mind that Capitol Police predominantly, you know, there's a lot of black folk, a lot of black dudes that work there, and they're interviewing his brother who had been working there for like 37 years. He said, "Look, it, you know, whether it's you know uh, Farrakhan or the skinheads, because people don't understand, people march on federal yeah. property, you know." That's a thing that has been going on. It's part of First yeah. Amendment going out. And you can say whatever the fuck you want. 
I might not like it, but that's a thing that's happened since the beginning yeah. of time. And since the beginning of time, those dudes, again, they have a force. It's not just the Capitol Police. They said, he, this guy was like, we work with the FBI, the National Guard. We do training. It's a yeah. whole thing. But what was communicated by the National Guard was that they were not going to deploy. They thought this was a peaceful First Amendment protest. Where, where do you think the where do you think the military got that direction? From? But bro, that's just bullshit, man. You know, that's just bullshit. Seriously. You know what I mean? Like, come on, this 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 I you can't tell me this wasn't US ops one way or another, bro. Like somehow US ops is, no. is involved in this situation. Here's the thing, though, and so this is this is the thing about Trump. Trump is not Nixon. Nixon was smart. Trump is very ham-hit-fisted yeah. and stupid. Even if you think about it, going back, you know, to the whole Russia shit, this is a motherfucker that got on TV in front of fucking uh, Lester Halton, pretty much admitted right. that he did it. This is a guy who's been on tape, you know, just you know, trying to fucking strong-arm the Secretary of State in Georgia. This is a guy who made a phone call where there's a fucking transcript pressuring, you know, the president of Ukraine. So they can go right. on and on and on. But my point is, if it was ops, it would have been done right. I don't. This bro, is just they, they let those dudes in, man. Oh no, no, no! Let me let me go back to my point. So when you look at it, when again, when you categorize this gathering, because again, it was known in advance as just a regular First Amendment mm-hmm. protest, right? Then none of the forces that are supposed to be deployed on the media that they should be monitoring. I'm sorry, bro. They was talking about this shit in crazy ways on the media that should have been oh, Not maybe on mainstream media, but on Parler and all that stupid shit. These dudes was talking about doing stupid stuff. Well, well, here, here's the thing, right? For every attack on American soil, we have always known in advance. I mean, let's give you examples. Nine, uh, nine eleven. You know, they were monitoring. You know these fucking Arab dudes who were like, "We want to, we want airplane landing uh, flights, but we don't want to learn how to land." They knew about that. So, but the but the problem here is you've got a president who's still president. You've got a president that literally moved out a lot of people in the military. Yeah, we cut all, all, that's, right? no, that's that's the U.S. ops piece of it right there. Okay, okay. So that so yeah, yes. that, if that's what you want to call that is so, U.S. ops. You got you got rid of anybody who would have handled the situation appropriately. You put your cronies in, right? Yes. And your cronies delay uh, riot gear to DC police. Doug, it's not even, and so if you can do it in such a ham hit fisted stupid right. way, but still have its effect, because basically what happened was they gave him a clear path to go down That's Pennsylvania right. Avenue. That's and right. raise hell. And then they get there, and then there's these overwhelmed black dudes with fucking mace. Here's the other problem with this. Is this is why all these dudes got fired, but getting fired is not enough. At some point in time, because again, there's more complicity mm-hmm. here, and I don't dispute that some of these dudes that are in the, you know, the Capitol Police, whether it's, you know, even in the Sergeant of Arms in the House or in it's the, the Senate, is probably resigned, right? problem. He, he resigned already. He had to resign. <laughs> Sergeant at arms for both houses resign. You have right. to resign. Right. After that shit, 
There's no, but, but, but the point here is at the point where you know that they have breached the fucking halls, it's weapons free. That's the command. Wow. Lethal force is authorized. That is the fucking command, dude. Mm, mm, mm. And so this, so this, uh, I, here's the problem to me. When I hear people talk, and I get it, is now I talk just in terms of how do you look at just this false, you know, straw man concept of Black Lives Matter and terrorists who, in my mind, are trying to, at the very least, you know, cause insurrection more likely than murder. Yeah. Like, how are these things now all placed in the same bucket? Yeah, I, I'm like Draymond Green on this. It's disrespectful and ridiculous uh, to equate these things. But, but I also recognize what it is in terms of its political strategy. And so, you know, we have Trump because there was an Obama. You know I mean, we have Charlottesville and, and uh, Emanuel AME Church in, in Charleston, South Carolina because of Black Lives Matter, right? And so anytime we try to respond to historical oppression or contemporary oppression, there is always gonna be a pendulum swing of white supremacy and it's usually gonna be violent. We don't always see it. Sometimes it's like, it's hidden like the church burnings, you know what I'm saying? You know, or, or, or different responses to civil rights. You know, think about what happened in the aftermath of Reconstruction. It was a whole period called redemption where the Klan came to power and all this crazy. There's always this extraordinary pushback from white supremacy and white, and white violence. And I think that's part of what you're, what you're seeing here. Like those folks in some ways feel justified in doing what they did because they think that's what Black Lives Matter's protesters are doing. I think, I think you're a thousand percent right on that. But I think what's also interesting to me, and initially I thought it was just pure fucking white privilege that you so, oh, 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 some some of it is that, bro. These cats coming in on private planes. I'm not making a class critique here. These literally, these people, some 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 of these folks flying in on private planes, bro. They're CEOs. They're business owners. But I, I look at it just the white privilege and just such a base level that, irrespective of your own economic status, that you would you still feel enjoy empowered, it. empowered mm -hmm. to literally destroy the House of Representatives. Mm, mm, and in some respects, murder. Like, we're going to murder someone mm, and we're going to mm, film mm. it. We're going to videotape ourselves committing treason. We're going to, like, there's a, there, there is an empowerment there. Here's a couple of predictions I have for you. Number one, I predict that Trump will pardon these folks. He better there's, pardon himself, yeah. Oh, dog, there's a precedent that Andrew Johnson. Uh, I believe it was Andrew. I believe it was Johnson. Pardoned the uh, Confederates. Yeah, that's after, right. A, so, Andrew so, Jackson. So there, that's right. Yeah, Andrew Jackson. So there is a precedent for that, right? right? Number one. Number two. What to me is very interesting about this is, I feel like going back to your point about this is a coordinated situation. People, someone had to tell someone something, mm -hmm. right? You mm -hmm. had to tell a thousand people. But people within that group, that riot, that mob, had to know that it was going to be all good to bust up in there. 
Yep. Because there's there's video. If you watch it, these dudes are walking around like it's almost like they have an indignation. Like 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 somehow the Capitol Police are intruding on them. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to the point. Did someone give the order that said you weapons were not free, that they could not use lethal force? Because why was only one person dead? Right. I they assumed like crazy. Doug, I literally assumed as soon as they because as when I saw them rushing to the Capitol, I was like, holy shit, they're gonna get killed. Because my thinking was there here is the way I thought it was gonna play out. I didn't. I, mm, mm, mm. I assumed there was gonna be some type of protest. It would be what it would be. But the difference between this protest and anything else is that there is this concept of you're seeing white people get beaten on the streets. Right. <laughs> Not as much, but yes. That's what I thought was going to happen. But then when they rushed up in there, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I was bro. like, I'd assume that they had like fucking gun turrets set up inside like a last line of defense and just going to start like a zombie movie. I thought they were going to yeah. start bucking them down like a fucking zombie movie. Mm, and for mm, these dudes mm. not to do that, and I'm not even saying it doing it because oh, you should they deserve to die. I'm just saying out of own self-preservation. Like if I saw a thousand white people running right. up in there, most of these guys right. were black. Right. I'd have licked up, I'd have been like, I got about 12 shots. Right. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take out 12 of these guys. But <laughs> they understood that they, they they can't do that. And I'm telling you, they had internal orders to deal with these protesters in a certain way. Their whole disposition is different from how mm-hmm. they feel in protesters. Same police, rel- not necessarily the same situation. This situation was more violent. Mm-hmm. Somehow, you know, uh, you, you know, you didn't get the carnage that you see as some of these peaceful protests, bro. The peaceful protests, and I, so I think a couple of things, I do think race comes into play just in terms of even once they rushed the steps, even the police, like I said, I, I never saw the police at, like, go back in time. I'll, I'll give you an analogy. You may remember the malice in the palace when the, the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers and they ended up being a brawl in the stands. Remember that game? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. White people, and I remember watching on television, it was amazing. It was like, holy shit. Right. They're just beating the shit out of people. What's holy name? shit. What's his name? Ron Artest. Ron Artest. Just started whooping. I mean, they were yeah. fucking dudes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yo, he wasn't taking no more of it. Because let me tell you something. The same, the same on Ron Artest, the nigga in the basketball court, are the same people out there breaking down the windows of the Capitol. It's the same dudes. So the fear that white people had after that video, they're all like, I couldn't imagine again, you know, I, I'm a, I, I, I'm not a police officer, but I couldn't imagine being a black dude, you know, with in like that environment. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, let's say you got 12 bullets. It's like a thousand motherfuckers. <laughs> but the thing is, if you fire all 10 of them, Joyce, you know, it's a whole lot of people going to go the other way. That's the thing. If you fire yeah. 10 shots into that crowd, a lot of people going to go the other way. See, and that's the thing where I feel like some of these dudes, I would have had to test the crowd a little bit. Like, I would have got off a couple, like, boom, a couple shots. Because I feel like after three motherfuckers drop, people will be like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be careful as we try to get through this door. Yeah. But, like, to your point, there's definitely something that was said for these motherfuckers to fucking bitch up and do what they did. But let, let's, let's, let's move on a little bit. Yeah, I come on, bro. Gotta, get your thoughts. Let's wrap up, man. Yeah, let's, 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 let's get to the end of this. And what I mean by that is, 
where we are today. Oh my goodness! What are are your thoughts? Impeachment? Are your thoughts? Article? You know, uh, Everything, uh, bro. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Twitter already impeached Trump, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> Twitter has already impeached Trump. Twitter already invoked the 25th Amendment against Trump because suspending his account permanently is a devastating blow to him in terms of who he is and what he's trying to do. Devastating blow. Devastating blow. You know, that's a way of silencing him. Now, now my concern is, is, you know, that any of these actions, if Congress impeaches, if they invoke the 25th Amendment, um, uh, when Biden's inaugurated or if they do the inauguration as a, a digital event, people are going to say it's fake. Any of the things that can happen that are supposed to happen over the next couple of weeks, I think will only strengthen his base. I think it only strengthens and emboldens the fascists. You know, that's why they got to lock all those people up. That's why they got to really take a different stance if they want to preserve this democracy, because I'm telling you, those fools ain't going nowhere. No, no, no. They're going nowhere. I don't. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think, you know, kind of as we as we move to the end of this show, I think the one thing that we can realize, maybe it was our own exhaustion or naivete that we would think that, whether it be the pandemic, racial injustice, um, just bizarre shit by the Republican Party and Trump to hold on to power, mm-hmm. none of these shits is going away, you know, easily. I think it's up to all of us to try to empower ourselves to try to figure out what we can do to make sure that we are rebutting some of these things. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, the COVID is, I mean, it, this is 4,000 people died today. Yeah, This bro. is the backdrop to all of this. Like, yeah. you know, which is so funny is that the majority of these rioters were that were massless. And I'm, there, is a, there is a strong likelihood that a good percentage of them did contract the, 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 the disease. And moreover, that are now it's it's a, it's a good likelihood that the riot was a Capitol super spreader Hill, event. Super, yeah, super spreader event. event. That's right. That yeah, is so exactly that's right. Kind of, that's where we are here. So mm. I think it's mm-hmm. one we really have to be mindful of. Just in terms of hey, just because there's a vaccine, that doesn't allow us to let up on you know being disciplined as it relates to social distancing and everything else that needs to be done to try to, you know, keep yourself safe from the virus. That's, Mm. that's just one point Mm. Two, I think that, you know, apropos to what happened in Georgia, I think more now than ever, you know, we need to stay engaged and put pressure, you know, on our politicians, our local representatives, our representatives that, you know, again, our tax dollars provide for, if they're going to represent you, then let them represent you in your own best interest. You know? Period, bro. So whether that be your congressman or your local, you know, county member or whatever, there needs to be some some call-outs, sanctions, et cetera, because we shouldn't let sedition, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't let treason, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't let murder, you know, be like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. And so we don't need to focus on comparisons between black people, blue people. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on the fact that a man was fucking murdered with a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. The capital of the United mm-hmm. States was fucking ransacked. It hasn't happened since the 1800s. Put shit on the walls, peed off. Sit on the, the place. Look, 
Some of the furniture, some of the things that these ignorant fucks destroyed was over 200 years old. Unbelievable. It's a desecration to our nation. Mm. So, you know, we've got to be mindful. I don't think this is ending. I think we need to think about, you know, what happened with the Oklahoma uh, bombings. Yeah. I think we need to think about the fact that an angry white man is the most... People always talk about, you know, fanatical Muslims. No, 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 no. Right. An angry white man, when he starts, you know, quoting Patrick Henry... The most dangerous person in America. (laughs) That's the most dangerous shit right there, dog. Mm. So, Mm. you know, look it. We got to do this more often. Definitely some other ideas I want to kick around with you, bro. Look, as always, audience, please stay safe, stay situated, stay calm. And most of all, stay positive. Peace. Peace.